In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Acts 2.17 Hi, I'm Abigail Archery and this is Unshakable Stories, Unshakable Truths where we talk to people about their faith and how it guided them through the best and worst of times, their missions and ministries that were perpetually born out of crisis and how God is using them today to make an unshakable difference. Welcome to Unshakable Stories, Unshakable Truths. I'm super fired up about today's podcast because I have two amazing guests who love God and love people. They are pastors Nikki and Maxita Gilchrist, both renowned worship leaders who've been serving locally as well as globally. And Nikki also hosts a breakfast morning show at Premier Radio. They're here to teach, they may even preach, but to help demystify and unpack the ministry of the prophetic. So don't go anywhere because believe me when I tell you, you're going to be really stirred up to really go back and ask God to help you tap into this great mantle, into this great ministry. So Nikki, Maxine, welcome to uh, Unshakable Stories. How are you both? We are blessed. We are fine. Yeah, we're well. It's a blessing to be with you, Abigail. Yes, wonderful to see you. And you guys too. Every now and then we, we kind of like connect. We just cross each other's paths and it's never by coincidence. And uh, neither to say this moment isn't at all. Now, before we talk about all things that relate to the word of God, about the prophetic ministry and um, what God's doing in your lives. I want to start with this, right? So during the height of lockdown, when we were locked in, as it were, in London, you know, you had, I had a lot more time than usual to scroll social media feeds. And I remember just going through my Facebook feed and I was seeing lots and lots of updates of food and dishes that were coming from your household, right? Now, I ain't about to start nothing, but I was, I was salivating, right? As I'm checking Nikki's dishes, his salads, the fruits and the desserts and everything else. And then Maxine's, you know, uploading hers. Now, who out of the two of you is the better chef? I just need to ask the question. Uh, I, I, I can be honest because Maxine actually is a trained chef. Uh, so she trained for that. But I just have a passion for yeah, Nick's got a, a for, passion for cooking. For cooking yeah. Definitely. And it's like, as you said, during lockdown, you had more time yes. and you, you know, it was wonderful to spend time as a family with yeah. our daughter. And we just, yeah. So I just enjoyed creating different meals and experimenting. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it's therapy, you know, yeah. I said to Maxine, I wouldn't have minded actually being a chef actually, yes. but if I didn't do what I did. Mm. Yeah. I remember those days, Maxine, very well, actually. So I know you are a definitely trained chef. (laughs) So in fact, interestingly, that could be an extension of your ministry. You just don't know, right? (laughs) So, okay. You're being very prophetic at at this point in time. Mm. More of a coordination. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. I love that. I love that. So, all right, let's unpack a word that I think often has been mystified in the kingdom as it relates to the prophetic, there seems to be a lot of mystery around the prophetic. So if we could demystify the term, right, and really simplify it, what do you feel is the purpose to the prophetic ministry and its significance? Yeah. 
I think, I think there's two things with, with it. And I think people need to have an understanding mm-hmm. um, that there is being prophetic mm-hmm. and being a prophet. Yes. Which are two different things. So the office of a prophet is part of the five, fivefold gifts. So we have the apostle, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, the pastors. And that's an office in itself. That's a mantle. And then everybody is called to prophesy. To prophesy. Yeah. We're encouraged in, in our, the apostle Paul says he wished that everyone would, would prophesy rather than speaking in tongues. Because, you know, you, got, you speak in tongues in a public forum. People who are not saved will come in and say, are these people crazy? Why? What you know, whereas if you prophesy, you edify, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, really, prophecy is for everyone, it's, yeah. it's significant, mm-hmm. uh, to ministry, mm-hmm. to in, in all spheres. So, to church ministry, to ministry in the marketplace, if you are operating in the gifts of the prophetic, you have a you're at the cutting edge, mm-hmm. you know, you have, a, mm-hmm. you have an advantage, if you yes. get what I'm saying. Um, no, yeah, and especially in this time that we're in, and I don't want to always use all these buzzwords, but we are in times of uncertainty and operate under the prophetic. It's the voice of God speaking through to his people mm-hmm. currently yes. or ahead of time to instruct, to comfort, maybe to warn. But it's comfort to a believer when we're in these times, when we're talking about being shaken. Mm-hmm. Voice of the Lord comes to you. It is well. He said it. It's settled as long Amen. as it is the voice of the Lord. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And I like those key words there. And thanks for clarifying it, because I think that's what's important, that we get more clearer about the office of the prophet and what the ministry of the prophetic really represent so all right let's maybe unpack this and go a little deeper what would you say are the three simple characteristics that lets someone watching from wherever they are around the world that lets them know they can indicate these three things as signs to possessing uh, a prophetic calling we've often uh, thought about that if you if you had to explain it what how would you break it down um so you know it's not an exhaustive list yeah. um but one of the signs could be, and I, I can talk about my own prophetic journey because it started, it, I didn't know it at, in my first few years of being saved and walking with the Lord. But one of the first characteristics or signs for me was dreams and visions. Yes. And I just began to dream and dream vividly and have visions mm. between sleep and wake and begin to, to begin to see in the spirit very vividly, clear, you know, pictures and scenarios and future events, and then walk right into that which I, I have seen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, oh, okay, this, this is something happening here. I always like to back it up with scripture. Mm-hmm. And when you look in the book of Job 33, 15, uh, and Job says, in a dream and in a vision, uh, in, in, in the night, deep sleep falls upon people as they slumber mm. in their beds, that he may speak in their ears mm. and terrify them with warnings. My God. <laughs> and then Joel chapter 28, uh, 2.28, we know this famous passage of scripture when God mm. says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh yeah. and your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your old men will begin to dream dreams and young men 
and visions. Yeah. So dreams and visions yes. is one of the characteristics yes. of the prophetic. Yeah. And it comes under the subheading of being a seer, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Love that. Types of prophetic giftings. Yeah. Um, some people are really, really good at hearing God just downloading information and saying, you know, certain things like. Abigail, you know, do you have a, a mother name of X, Y, Z? Mm. And that's mm. the, 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 the voice. But some people see, mm. some people see openly mm-hmm. and some people lay on their bed. Um, and what's the scripture in, in Job? Yes, the one I yes, you just said it. Yeah. And lay on their bed and go to sleep and God will show them something. And just to back up kind of what Nick is saying, since we have um, been catapulted into purpose, the the, the images that we're seeing are so vivid and so relevant to where the church is now. And it comes to inform so that we're on track, you know, we're on the timeline of God prophetically, Mm. you know, but it's it's a gift that needs to be tuned. It's It's a gift that needs to be I'm desperate for it's a it's a gift that needs to be honed into and it needs to be precise and correct you know one of the things I heard which has resonated in my spirit so strongly is that we don't prophesy from our imagination but we prophesy from the fire of the altar where his presence is that we prophesy from truth the truth of God's word amen my 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 what's one thing you you both wished people knew about the prophetic ministry? Uh, I would say how instrumental it is to the life of a church. I mean, as a traveling ministry, as you know, Abigail, we've been in ministry a long time. You know, I was a teenager mm. in ministry. Um, and so, you know, you, you travel and you minister at different places and you see where, where there is no prophetic, uh, there's no gifting in that church or there's no profit in the house. My God, there's a marked difference. You understand? There's no vision. You know, the, the scripture says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So the, the, the prophetic brings vision and brings instruction. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's, it's instrumental to the church and to the life of a believer, every believer. When the prophetic is cut off, cannot hear. In darkness. You're in darkness. And when you think about it in scripture, you think about uh, Saul. Mm. After he was uh, you know, dethroned and, and demoted and he wasn't hearing the prophetic voice anymore. It was cut off. And he had to seek a witch. He had to seek a witch mm. because he wasn't hearing. Uh, and so that's how desperate he was for the... Yes. Yeah. And you, you see, God does nothing unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's the same today, yesterday and forevermore. That hasn't changed. Mm. Uh, and so what I would want people to know is uh, how key that is. And, and that means then they've got to draw nigh to God and they've got to be in relationship mm. with him to be able to begin to hear and begin to see and to begin to operate in the prophetic mm. gifting. So, yeah, it, it, it's very instrumental, uh, instrumental uh, Abigail. And, you know, when you prophesy, you bring things to life. Yeah. Prophecy brings life. We yeah. think about Ezekiel in the book of Ezekiel. Yeah. Mm. Prophesy mm. to the dry bones. Yes. That mm. which is dead. And God wants yeah. him to prophesy 
flesh on those bones yes. and tissue hey. and skin and Hallelujah. you understand and, and prophesy to the breath and yes. say breath from the four corners begin to to feel that you know yes. and the valley of the dry bones it began to rattle and yes. shake and begin to Voice. stand up yes. as an army yes. because of the prophetic he says prophesy son of man prophesy mm -hmm. so if you're asking that question it's it's instrumental it's not an add-on it's not it's needed in the life of every believer. We must demystify it. It's mm. not uh, something, you know, that's out there. It, it's something that every believer should have that prophetic voice in their life, either by a prophet or even if God is raising you up to be a prophet. You are listening and you're beginning to hear the Lord. But it's instrumental mm. that you, you hear the prophetic voice. And it's available. That is so good news because I'm really believing you're stirring someone up by the, by the great power and presence of the Holy Spirit. It's already all up in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Someone is hearing this and being stirred up. I want that. Yeah. And it is available, as you rightly, rightly said. And just also to add this into the mix as well, because the enemy is a counterfeit. Yes. And so it's interesting during this time of great, you know, upheaval and lots and lots of uncertainty, as you mentioned earlier on, people even some believers could be have gone to such extents and extremes of looking at, you know, horoscopes and seeking for answers in all the wrong dark and murray places, yeah. not recognizing that we God has given this gift to the body of Christ that we should all seek and sought after the prophetic, he right? He wants to talk to us, yeah. Abigail. That's the thing. God wants to talk to us. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants to inform he wants to keep us safe he wants to give us direction he wants us to be led yeah. by his spirit mm. so once you partner with him once you seek him once you lay in his presence he will answer because that's what he wants yes and then and then you begin to be a conduit as well for yes. the prophetic and then not mm. seeing for yourself you begin to see for, for others, others. Yes. and you can begin oh. to warn and to you understand? And sound the alarm and yes, blow the trumpet yes, in Zion yes. uh, because you are now hearing. Yes. And, and as I said, when I began my prophetic journey, once I began to hear, it's like it, it just wouldn't, didn't stop. Yeah, you understand? So, so I'm going up, you know, from then I said, well, I'm yeah. going after more because mm. if I haven't dreamed or heard anything from, I'm getting like, oh, what's yeah, going on? What's why, going on? you know, why is God yeah. not speaking? What, yeah. you know, it's something that has become second nature almost. Yeah. You know, I'm always listening to hear. On the Isle of Patmos with John mm -hmm. uh, and Revelations, and he said, come up higher so I can show you. Yes. You know, so there's a need if you're listening tonight or wherever today, wherever you are, there's a need for you sometimes to just go a little bit deeper mm -hmm. in him. Come up a little bit higher yes. so you can begin to hear uh, what he will say. You know, the scripture says, in these times the spirit speaks expressly. To the church, mm. so he's talking because yes. we're drawing light to the yes. end. So he wants to to open your ears and for you to hear. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So let's kind of switch things up a little bit. You've been both um, remarkably faithful, and I can say this is not your first rodeo. You've been on the circuit for two decades, and it's you're like brothers and sisters that I look up to really in the faith. Such integrity, such faithfulness, and dedication to the call to your ministry. And as worship leaders and as psalmists of your own right, um, when it comes to those tough times, those dark times, and which inevitably happen in anyone's life, doesn't matter who you are, where you are, mm. how in 
How integral is worship? How can worship help you rage that warfare and get you through those, ter- those journey paths, those dark valleys? Yeah, I mean, you know, without being too explicit, I've, for I would say, a good 10 years struggled with something that I prayed to the Lord for that I was waiting for. And God, in his divine timing, was really making me wait. And I went through, as you said, tremendous, I will say I went through darkness. I was at my wit's end. You know, Maxine was insignificant, was, I would say, literally nothing. Through those years and times of testing, it wasn't easy for me to continue to lead worship. I'd get up in the morning on a Sunday and I know I had to lead worship and it was just like, God, are you really asking me to lead worship despite how I felt? Mm. And God would say to me, keep going, keep going, Hmm. keep going, keep worshipping. And it was those darkest moments, even when I'd look at my husband and said, I can't do it today. I really cannot do it today. I don't have it in me to do it today. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed with God. He hasn't answered my prayer. If he loves me, why has he not given me that which I've prayed to him for? Mm. And by the time we, because our covenant time, we'd always have to have our covenant time with the Lord. And most of it was drenched in tears and speaking to the Lord. And I'd get up and, and I'd, by faith, Abigail, do that which I have been commissioned to do. And it was in those times leading worship when I had the greatest of breakthroughs. It was a time when my voice was the most anointed. It was a time when the Holy Spirit was released upon the church and there were signs and wonders. It was a time when there was an outpour of his spirit. That was a time when true worship went up to the Lord. Why? Because we were broken. Because we were not mm. doing it in our own selves. We were doing it in God's strength. And that's the power of worship. And every time that we worship God in that way, there was a healing. And we'd come back home and was like, we know why we do what we do. <laughs> yeah. So it. Oh, yeah. And, and even to just bring up, you know, again, uh, some scriptural context yeah. to it. You know, when, when we look at uh, in Second in Chronicles 20, 20, um, and, and, and we know it's the famous story when King Jehoshaphat and he was up against it. Mm. Uh, you know, he had three different armies all against him. God began to speak through the prophets mm. and began to give them strategy yes. to win the battle. Yeah. So when you talk about worship and warfare, it's a worship is a warfare strategy. Yeah. And he began to position them in the places and go before the army. And to declare, you know, how great God is. Yes. And, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. And that's how the battle was won. We know the Ark of the Covenant went before the people. Yeah. And we know that's how they, they won their battles. Mm-hmm. Joshua and the children of Israel mm-hmm. crossed the Jordan River with the Ark going before them. Yeah. So just as it was then, you know, we are now carriers of the Ark and yes. of the presence of yeah. God. And so, my God, you see in Scripture where... When the prophet was going to prophesy, he said, call me a minstrel, bring me a minstrel. Because when the, when the minstrel began to play, then prophecy can go forward. I mean, we've been in churches where we've worshipped and, and praised at such a level 
where pastors who didn't necessarily flow in the prophetic gift Started began to, to prophesy, prophesy yeah. began to flow. Because yeah. when you have the unction of the prophetic unction, yeah. other people without that yeah. gifting are able to flow in that gift. Because the gift's in operation. Because the gift is yeah. in operation. Yeah. So it's very vital and it's a strategic weapon of warfare. Yeah. We shift atmospheres yes. when we worship. Yeah. Do you understand that? We pull down strongholds. Yeah. Our words, remember their words we're singing, have power. Yes. We're cutting, it's a sword. Yeah. We begin to yeah. cut. Yeah. Yeah. We worship. Uh, any worship leader, listen, or any aspiring worship leader, or even if you're at home and you, when you begin to praise God, like Paul and Silas in yes. the midnight hour, yes. and you begin to praise the Lord, yes. the gates will open. Yes. The earth shakes and the yes. gates open yes. because it's a weapon of warfare. And it's about knowing when to, to do warfare, because mm. when it's the time of warfare, you're not in a time of worship. Mm. <clears throat> it's exuberant praise. You know, you're being halal in God. You know, it's very loud. It's very boisterous. As Nikki was saying, it shifts the atmosphere. So we can't come into that time of warfare being very passive and saying, because we're not there yet. Because we have changed the atmosphere. So when we do that warfare, the atmosphere is then regenerated. Because sometimes you can go into churches and the heavens are as brass, mm. you know. Absolutely. So yes. that has to be moved before we can. Absolutely. Yes. The presence of God. Then we can barack before God. Then we can worship. Mm. Then we can kneel down before the Lord our maker. But we have to do that warfare. My Lord. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves He loves you. He loves you today. Be still and know that I am God. One thing in terms of you said, Nick, about strategic, there's a strategy when it comes to, to praise. And it's about being keen again to the flow of the Holy Spirit to know, okay, I'm sensing we haven't broken through. It's time to do the warfare. It's time to do those warfare songs. It's time for us now to lift up the name of Jesus and exalt him that the atmosphere can be changed. Mm-hmm. We can break through. So as it was then, this is what we do now in this dispensation. But it's a spirit. Indeed. War. Yes, indeed. Now you've got a little treat for us, haven't you? <laughs> in terms of um, a particular song that is on your heart that you would want to just encourage somebody, whether they're watching or they're listening. I believe that this is for a particular person today that God just wants to strengthen um, and he's chosen to use uh, this moment in order to do so. Mm. Yes, Lord. Um, yes, Lord. So we, we just, as always, and we, we welcome yes. the Holy Spirit uh, into everything we do. Mm. I, you know, we're in the dispensation mm. of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah. Jesus left. He said, I have to go so mm. the Holy Spirit can come. Mm. 
Uh, and so we're, it's his time uh, and dispensation. And he, as I said earlier, is speaking expressly. So mm. we just want to reverence him and yes, welcome, welcome him. And wherever you are now, just uh, welcome the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This one, Hallelujah. So let's, um... Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's nothing worth more that can ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetness of love where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone by your presence, Lord. Mm -hmm. Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and change the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Your presence, Lord. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living Lord. It's only by your presence. Lord, I've tasted and seen, I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, when my heart becomes free, and my shame is undone, your presence, Lord. Come on, someone call upon the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord.
more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory in this place, Lord. Let us become more aware, more aware, more aware of you. Holy Spirit, we need you in this place. Come in, heal every heart, heal every broken place. Your presence, only by your presence, Lord. Ooh. Yeah. How we need your presence, Lord. Change us, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Lead us, Lord. Fill us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Just bless your people, God. Just fill them with your spirit. For they that are led by the spirit are the children of God. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Praise the Lord. Thank you. That truly is an atmosphere changer. Hallelujah. Anytime we begin to worship and sing about the Holy Spirit, mm. something changes, uh -huh. doesn't it? Each time, right? Yeah. It's like an oasis opens up, mm -hmm. open heaven. My, my, my. Um, doing, doing anything great for God, how essential, how critical is it to be a risk taker if you're going to make impact for the kingdom? Oh, my God. I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, when, when, when we when we think of this, and you know, if we uh, hopefully we have time, but just to quickly share a testimony mm -hmm. about risk taking. Yes, come uh, on. Now. now we are currently we we live uh, in a, a, a little seaside town in, in on the Kent coast. We're from London, just like Abigail. We're Londoners, born and bred. And one day, one night, I went to went to bed again, dreams and visions. Uh, back in 2013. And the Lord showed me, this is the, the, the testimony, on location, location, location. <laughs> Paul Shot was showing me and Maxine around properties in Surrey. Now, at the time, in the natural, we had, we'd always thought maybe we'd want to leave London. We, we, we wanted to go to Surrey. And as he was showing yeah. us the different properties in the dream, I was thinking, why is Cassie showing us these, these kind of properties? It's not really us. So she said, well, this is, you know, this is, you know, what your money would get, you know, around here. But she's, she turned to the camera and she said, after the break, I'm going to take Nick and Maxine to deal mm. to see how far their money can stretch. So when I woke up in the morning, I said to Maxine, is there such a place called Deal? And I went online and Googled Deal. And there it was beside the sea. Mm -hmm. And so we drove up to Deal the next Saturday, never been there before, and subsequently kept going up there year after year, knowing that that's where God was calling us to go. We didn't have anybody here. We didn't know a soul. Um, we are obviously people of color. Where we moved to is uh, predominantly 99.9% .9 
place where it's Caucasian people. But we knew that this is where God was calling us and sending us to go. And over the years leading up to when we moved, we had confirmation after confirmation, prophetically, again, how it's Mm, have mm. the prophetic voice to confirm and affirm yes. what you have heard prophetically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he began to lead us and we, we made different connections before we came in. But long story short, on the 1st of November 2018, lock, stock and barrel, we sold our house. We, we Myself, my wife, my daughter, we up sticks. And our dog. And our mm-hmm. dog. And we moved to Deal, the place that we knew not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> moved to this place. And Abigail... We have never been so productive yes. and active and in the purpose of God, I mean. Yeah. I mean, ha- what God is doing here is amazing. Phenomenal. I mean, miracles, signs, wonders, testimonies. I mean, how God is using us in this place we knew not. So your question about taking yes. risks, when you hear the voice of God and when you mm. know that you know and when you have confirmation, confirmation. you have to step out on sometimes no, no evidence. evidence. That's what faith is. Yes. We didn't know where we were going. We didn't know who we were going to. But here we are. We're associate pastors at yes. uh, the church where we are now. Yes. Again, we didn't know this church before we came here. Mm-hmm. But because God was leading us and sent us here, we are now associate pastors here at this particular church. Yes. So how important is it to take risk? Yes. Your destiny is on the other side of that risk. Your success is on the other side of that risk. Your purpose is on the other side of that risk. Like Jesus said to Peter, walk on the water. Walk out on that which is not seen and see what I will do. So naturally we say we're taking risks, but it's not. We're walking by faith Mm. and not by sight. Yes. God said it, going to bring it to pass. Yes. We don't have time to really go into detail how difficult it was to get to this land. Mm. And that was the one one scripture that we kept saying, well, God, if you've said it, you're going to bring it to pass. Though the vision tarries, wait for it. Mm. It will will manifest. If he said it, Mm. his word will not return void, but it will accomplish that which it's sent to do. Mm. And so, yet again, we're partnering partnering with God, we're holding on by faith, walking by faith and not by sight, not that which we see, but that which we know, Mm. that which our spirit has bared witness, that which has been confirmed, we are walking. Mm. And so, yes, you're taking a risk. We're bringing our daughter to a land we know not. We're purchasing a house in a land we know not. We don't know what we're going there to do. The full (laughs) picture has not been given to us. But we're we're here and we've seen the manifestation of that. Just move. I'm not going to show you everything. Just move. That's all he said. All right. (laughs) That's all he said. And that's what I would say to people. He doesn't sometimes show you the whole picture. He doesn't say, right, you're going to do that. You're going to do this. It's a journey of discovery. So God takes you on every step of the way, step by step. He takes you. And then he says, right, do this. And right, go here. and do this, and he gives you instruction. That's how we grow. That's how we grow in our faith. That's how we grow in hearing the voice of the Lord. And the Indeed, yes. Because he takes us step by step. And as Maxine said, it, some of the times my Lord was, oh. you know, we, we've, we've bought and sold houses a, a few yeah. times. But this time, Abigail, 
my Lord, mm. situation. the impossible <laughs> yeah. situations. I mean, wow, wow. I'm with God, and I mean, God just, you know, and again about warfare, and again, and how we had to late in the midnight hour begin to 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 to, to pray and to, yes. to 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 sing and, and begin to tear down things because you see, when you're going to a purpose place, when you're going to the place of your destiny, there is a fight to yes. possess your possessions. There is a fight to enter into the land, you know, and to come into the promise. And even sometimes when you first get into the land, remember, uh, the Israelites, he didn't remove the giant straight away. So then you have another. No. But because you build that muscle of faith as you've gone step by step, Mm. when you get in the land now and you have that next battle, Mm. you can face it because you've Mm. gone through so much to get here. You know, you're going to say, you know what, give me this mountain. This is my inheritance. And it's mine. And so, yeah, we've really seen God. As you said, that was wise. It's not risk-taking. It's yeah. it's walking by faith. That's By faith. I love yes. that. And we, we, I love I that. I wish those that are listening today that when you take the step of faith, as I said to you before, God doesn't, he doesn't reveal where you, he wants you to trust him. He wants you to trust him, trust the word that he's, that he says. And when you trust the word that he says, you continue doing that which he says. It doesn't always, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good, but it's not by feeling. Mm. It's by knowing what God has said. And that's what has kept myself and Nick. And we hold on, on to that. What I really wanted to say to encourage those believers, if you have impossible situations, these are the times that you fast. We fasted like we never fasted before. We, I think we were fasting from March <laughs> all the way to July, <laughs> consecrating ourselves. And in every time we knocked opposition over, then there was another fast because it was just literally like that, fasting, seeing the victory, fasting, seeing the victory, praying, fasting, seeing the victory. Yes, yes. We ended up here in the rain. On the first of November. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Are we really here? Are we really here? We. Yes. Well, yes. You did it. <laughs> yes. That's so significant. I know someone's faith's coming alive right Ooh. now. Someone is growing and growing and growing. You know, faith cometh by hearing yeah. the word of the Lord. And so someone's faith is just right now getting recalibrated as our time, unfortunately, has far gone. Yeah. You know, it, it is really like just sitting around a table, right? And just having a good talk and a good catch up. And so you don't know where the minutes tend to fly. But in our closing minutes, I'm mindful that we may have a viewer at the moment who doesn't quite know about this God that we're talking about, who doesn't know that God can be a God to the fatherless, that God can be a, God, a mother to the motherless, doesn't know anything about what we're sharing. Would you carefully take your last couple of minutes to invite that person or persons to the Lord to just share what God, you know, would want to say to them as, as they are just leaning in and uh, hearing our conversation today. You know, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to, to present Jesus, yeah. uh, the son of the living God, to you if you're listening tonight. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's a well-known scripture, but it, it's still relevant where it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, which means that he, before the beginning of this world, knew you in, before you was in your mother's womb. And he knew 
what was going to happen in the world. And so he sent his son to die on a, a bloody gory cross. Mm. Hallelujah. For you yeah. and for I, because of such love. And so uh, tonight we, we, we just present this Jesus to you yeah. who, who shed his blood, who, who cares, who wants to walk with you. He says that he wished that none would perish. You see that we are in a time of national and international crisis. We're in a time of pandemic. We're in a time of war and rumors of war. We're in a time where everything is, is helter-skelter. But yet God is calling you home to himself because yes. he wishes that none would perish, perish but that all men would be saved. saved. And so tonight, today, wherever you are, the clarion call, yes. the trumpet call He's is calling, calling at yes. tonight to say, repent, repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Yes. Jesus is near. And if you feel him tonight or this morning, wherever you are, passing by, mm. do not harden your heart. Mm. But I just want to pray for you now mm. that you would receive him and that you would uh, give your life to him and live for him. So, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every listener tonight, yes. those that know you, those that don't know you. We pray, Lord God, that they would have been touched in some way, not by us, but by the Spirit of God who lives in us, that you would just draw them now to you, Lord Jesus. We know that none can come to the Lord unless the Holy Spirit draws. So, Holy Spirit, as we've, as we've welcomed you tonight, we ask that you would just begin to draw them by your Spirit. Draw them into you. Reveal to them yes. who you are and the purpose that you have for their life. In Jesus' name. Mm. I pray for your salvation. Mm. And just quickly say this, if you're ready to receive the Lord now, mm. Father, Father, I ask you now. I ask you now. To come into my life. To come into my life. And live in me. And live in me. I acknowledge. I acknowledge. That I am a sinner. That I am a sinner. And that I haven't lived for you. And I have not lived for you. Forgive me, Father. Forgive me, Father. Wash me of my sins. Wash me of sins. And come and live in me. And come. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. And I believe by faith. And I believe by faith. That Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. And he died for me. And he died for me. And he rose again. And he rose again. Now at the right hand of the Father. Now at the right hand of the Father. I confess now. I confess now. I am saved. I am saved. I believe. I believe. In Jesus' in name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Oh, wow. Pastors Nikki and Maxine Gilchrist, God richly bless you in all of your endeavors. And I just look forward to the next, to this chapter, not the next chapter, but to this chapter, because it's still being, it's still being unfolded as the days go by. Thank you both. And so for uh, those that would like to reach out to you and hear more about uh, your music ministry and your ministry in general, what, where are the best places they can go and find you online? We will have all the details on the show notes, but certainly if they're watching on YouTube. Maxie's the best, but she's the techie person of the family. So she... <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, we're on Facebook, so under Nikki and Maxita. And then the Instagram. Same on Instagram, Nikki and Maxita. YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Uh, yeah, you'll see some, some clips. Nikki and Maxita. Um, and some of that <laughs> are on YouTube. And we are also work in progress. We have a website. At the moment, it's still holding page show. 
um, that is going to be built in, in the very near future. Yeah. And we're working on new music. We're so on new music. Uh, 2021, look yeah. out for that project. Hey, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, taking us out is going to be I Will Wait Upon the Lord, powerful song. And I think that's encompasses us off this whole today's conversation. Well, until the next time, stay safe, remain blessed and continue to let the Lord use you right where you are in Dean. Thank you for your time today. And I'll catch you all, ladies and gentlemen, same time, same place next week. And if I were you, I would want to share today's episode within your community, share it with friends, family, and especially for those who you're trusting to come to the Lord. You just don't know. This could be a word for them in season. Until then, God bless. As I wait on you, O oh Lord Cause I believe that you will manifest Said I've come too far, I can't turn back I must go on, I must complete my On a daily basis I must face this when I'm weak I know that you are strong And though a day to you is like a thousand years Here on earth it feels so long And I Unshakable Stories, Unshakable Truths. 
If you enjoyed this, please subscribe and grace us with a rate and a review. If you would like to feature on the show or you wish to recommend someone, please drop us a line unshakablestories2020 at gmail.com or reach out to us online. We will connect with you again next week, same time, same place. Until then, God bless.